Hello, you're listening to The Raphael Letters. My name is Gabriel Dantes, and today I'll be reading a letter from the Archangel Raphael to a guardian angel named Shariel, who is protecting a young woman named Sarah. Today, in Raphael letter number 16, the Archangel is writing about how Sarah's body will speak to her if she listens to it. After the letter, we'll read through meditation questions to help us better internalize the spiritual truths contained within the letter. Stay tuned on Sundays for new episodes, and be sure to click the follow button to not miss out. And if you do enjoy this podcast, please share with your friends. And if you really enjoy it, then please consider contributing financially to the podcast. Unfortunately, it's not free to keep the podcast going. If you want to make sure this podcast keeps running, consider contributing to the podcast on Patreon at the link in the show notes. It's only $2 per month to join, and you'll be able to listen to these podcasts a whole two weeks before everyone else. So you have that two weeks ahead of time. There are other fun perks too, so go check that out. Anyways... Enough with that. Let's get to the letter. Without further ado, let us read Raphael letter number 17. The Music of the Body. Most beloved Shariel, I'm glad to hear that Mariana, Sarah's mother, has been invoking the aid of Our Lady. You'll notice how many of the demons that surround Sarah are being driven away so easily by the hosts of heaven. This is like this likely only will be for a time to allow Sarah some reprieve that she might gain strength and then she might recognize her sins. Though I suspect that may be some time from now. In the meantime, you must do what you can to prepare for this hour. Since, as you have written, Sarah avoids prayer, it is clear that her spirit is hardened to Christ. Thus, it would be wise that you turn her attention to the care of her body. Why, you might wonder. You must understand, Shariel, that this is a way that humans greatly differ from angels. Humans are not, as many of them might suppose, angels trapped in earthen vessels. This is plain enough to us. Though what is not always obvious to us and to them is how this subtle reality affects them. Humans lie to themselves about it, too. Although, if they would only listen to the cries of their body, they would immediately understand that their actions are affecting their very livelihood. Certainly, there are times that Sarah has consumed more alcohol than is good for her, and her body naturally tells her the next morning, and even that evening, that she should not be doing that. But besides that, there are many other daily instances of her body crying out to her every day. For instance, you mentioned instances where Sarah has gorged herself on an entire container of ice cream along with a platter of meat and cheese in an attempt to drown out the noises of her conscience. You will notice her body reacts negatively to this 
By this, her body becomes weighed down, and her mood becomes more drained and irritable. While God gave humans the gift of food to delight in the goodness of creation, too much of a good thing in this respect is a bad thing. It would be better that Sarah balances these foods with an appropriate number of fruits and vegetables. Encourage her to this. You will also notice how she gets up, and when she gets up, may either improve her mood or depress it. Those who begin with quiet meditation or silence with a cup of coffee or tea tend to thrive in their day. Those who look at the news or social media or emails or anything else that may increase their stress level will set a negative tone for the rest of the day. And her chest will bear with it the anxiety of those thoughts. Try to encourage into her mind some morning routine that is quiet and enjoyable. Then there are those who never allow themselves sleep. They say to themselves in the midst of a project, I can sleep when I'm done. The problem is that they are never done. There is always some project that will pull on their heart. You tell me that Sarah does this at times. When she does, remind her of that fact that there will always be work. She shouldn't be a slave of it. Then you will encounter people who complain of their fatigue and their aching bodies. Ironically, these people usually sit at home on a couch and watch TV. Many of these possess a body fat amount that exceeds the amount of fat that their bodies were designed to have. Many will not have the courage to accept this reality, and so they remain blind to why they are in such fatigue and why their bodies ache. These humans avoid this reality because the enemy often plants a lie there that is destructive to the joy in the human heart. The enemy will say things like this to them. You're pathetic. What a loser. You can't lose a single pound of weight. This is why no one loves you. You will die like this, fat and alone. These dark lies often weigh down the person hearing them. Most thus will ignore it by avoiding the issue entirely, having an extra two donuts to drown out the voices. Some will take courage, and if they are believers, they will combat the lies with scripture verses and will abandon themselves to Christ. While this might work for some, for most, this still is not enough. Luckily, there is more that Sarah can do, even if she does not pray. You see, the enemy is employing a classic tactic that you must be very familiar with by now, called shame. The enemy is attacking Sarah's identity, making statements like, You are. You are this. You are that. Eventually, unless Sarah is 
of a most determined heart, she will cave to the voices. But there is one thing that can make the lies shrink into the darkness. This thing that I speak of is love and friendship. Love makes shame want to shrivel up and die. If Sarah could share with some close friend who will help keep her accountable to this, and if that friend responds with empathy, understanding, and encouragement, Sarah's shame will immediately disappear. Then any energy that she would have spent fighting those lies could then be spent going for a run or going to the gym. This is why when it comes to things like exercise, it is best that Sarah has someone to help keep her accountable and to whom she can share those lies. Now, regarding bodily penances, sometimes you will encounter Christians who take on many fasts and penances in the name of God. These are inspired by the lives of the saints, many of whom have done the same. But what most Christians do not understand is that the saints saw each of those moments as a means of growing in love and humility, and they had trained their body over time to submit to the aspirations of the Spirit. A Christian cannot expect to embrace such a thing without having endured more simple penances first. In the words of the prophet Hosea, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Hosea 6.6 6. Thus, instead of an act of sacrifice being something that draws these children into a spirit of love, the penance, which they take in their pride, becomes something that darkens their mood. Coffee is a favorite among human Christians to give up. And while it is preferable for Sarah not to depend upon such a substance, it is better that she drinks the coffee daily and instead humbly listens to the words of her co-worker, whom she despises. In all this, you will notice a theme, or a rhythm as it were. The body has its own natural rhythm of physical needs that create the dynamism of human life. First peace in the morning, then food, but not too much food or of the wrong kind. Then work, then food again, then working out the body, then food, then friendship, then knowledge and sleep. As Sarah becomes more attuned with the workings of her own body, you will notice something else rather surprising. She will become more attentive and receptive to the movements and voice of God. She will begin to realize that within all of these bodily needs, was her beloved father calling to her and inviting her to make the choice 
that will bring her the most happiness. Though in this letter I have hardly written about he who is and for whom all things exist, you will notice that God has so arranged things that as humans listen to their bodies and care for them, they will begin to hear his voice and know his will for them in their lives. In this way, the body is like an instrument that is tuned for some great musician. Though the song of it is unknown, and the musician has yet to reveal his hour. It needs only to be played that it might be filled with the music of the divine musician. For this reason, I would advise you to have Sarah listen to her body and hear how it uniquely is tuned. Thereby, she will eventually hear his voice who calls to her from the depths of her own being. In this way, you will prepare the way for Christ to dwell there by helping her to purify the temple of her body. Then, if we are patient and prayerful, he will come. Know my prayers are with you. Servant of his healing spirit, I hope you enjoyed this letter titled, The Music of the Body. In it we learned about how we need to listen to our bodies, that Christ might all the much more speak into our souls. The point of these letters is to bring some spiritual awareness to what is going on all around us, to help us enter more fully into these letters and the unique themes pose the following meditation questions, which you can find on my website or in the show notes. While I encourage you to write down your answers to these questions in a notebook to help you engage in them, I recognize that not everyone has the time or freedom to do that. So if that is the case, then as you listen, I recommend paying particular attention to your answers. Perhaps say them out loud when you are alone, or speak them to yourself in your mind. The purpose of this is in order to create greater awareness of our guardian angels throughout the day and week that we might do what St. Paul encouraged us to do. Pray without ceasing. Let us reflect on those questions. What is the spiritual reality that I am now more aware of having read this letter? What is something I wish I could say to my guardian angel right now? Is there something specifically I could thank them for? What is a struggle that I wish my guardian angel could help me more with? Guardian angel, can you help me more with this, please? Please pray for me on my behalf that God's grace might be poured into me to aid me with this.
After looking at this letter, what behaviors might I have to change? Or what sins do I need to repent of? Do I actively listen to the movement of my body on a daily basis? Is my body telling me that I need more sleep? What is something my body is trying to tell me right now? Is my body telling me that I need more silence in my life? Is there a time that I could set aside for that? telling me that I need more sleep? When is a reasonable time for me to get to bed? My body telling me that I need more exercise? When is a good time to work out my body? my body telling me that I need more nourishing food? What food specifically? Lord Jesus, please help me to care for my body as your temple, that I might offer you a sacrifice of love and thus give you Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who in your unfathomable providence are pleased to send your holy angels to guard us, hear our supplication as we cry to you that we may always be defended by their protection and rejoice eternally in their company. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be on my side, to light, to guard, 